0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Bet $50 at Winbet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with Winbet. Download the Winbet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play Fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with our over or under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit with 100 dollars That's sleeper.com slash SGP. Make sure to check our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. Welcome along, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Today is Thursday, July the 14th, uh, and we are here to handicap a full slate of MLB action for Friday, July 15th. My name is Malcolm Bamford coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast corner of England and joining us tonight we've got a little two-man show it is the MLB Voyeur himself I'm going to try and get that nickname to stick uh, it's Noah Bennett Noah how you doing how we doing
1: Malcolm <laughs> um yeah 150th episode it's an honor to be oh yeah I forgot I about there. that
0: <laughs> I've buried the headline sorry yes yeah, the 150th episode if you can't see us on the stream we're uh, Full party dresses, cocktail dresses, the streamers, balloons. Uh, we've got a huge array of guests from stage and screen going to join us in the next hour or so, uh, all to celebrate the hundred fiftieth episode. Uh, so that's all very, very exciting. I'll tell you what wasn't exciting. I have wasted what seems like nineteen hours of my life watching the Pittsburgh Pirates at the Miami Marlins tonight. Christ on a bike! It was absolutely painful. It was, it was like four teams were trying to lose. I, I just nearly threw my head out the living room window. It was absolutely horrible. Did you see any of it? Because if you didn't, you got lucky.
1: I'm, I'm lying if I said I did. But, I mean, that game just is not very appealing to me when you tell me Pirates and Marlins, because I know how bad the Pirates have been. And to me, the Marlins just seem like one of those teams that have kind of booked their vacation for an all-star break already because yeah. if you look at this roster the lineup um you have guys that are injured right now in Jorge Soler, Jazz Chisholm, Garrett Cooper and you mentioned there's a couple of injuries in that game as well
0: there was at least three I can't remember who the third one was John Bertie um went out stealing a bag in the first inning um, the second baseman or shortstop I think it was Rojas then went out big O'Neill Cruz uh, came hurtling in to steal a base and as he stood up he got to the bag and then he popped up and as he popped up his helmet hit Rojas full in the teeth and all his teeth immediately fell out uh, so that was the end of him oh I'll tell you who the third one was um, this is not such a big miss. It was Billy Hamilton who ran so fast into home base that he skidded all the skin off his face. So, yeah, it was a series of cartoon injuries for uh, Miami. And, yeah, they ended up Aguilar was over at third. Um, oh, who was it first? The little ginger blow Cooper, maybe? Uh, Joey Wendell. Everyone was playing out of position anyway. It was a right mess. And in the warm-up before the game, uh, Jesus Sanchez got pulled uh, just as the game was starting uh, because I played him in DFS. He was named in the starting lineup. I played him in DFS and then he never appeared. So the catcher, um, Nick Cortez, the substitute catcher, I think, had a D8. So yeah, um, if you take your bat down there tomorrow, mate, you might get a game. It's an absolute mess. Um, it seems to be a bit of a Yeah, we a can talk theme. about the locked dog. Oh,
1: my bad. The Wi-Fi again for me is just off. No, you're all so right, mate. Carry on. on. It's positive. Oh, we could talk about yesterday's Locked Dog because I took JT Brutebaker's strikeouts against this Marlins lineup, and it's just pitiful right now. He put up nine. The line was four and a half.
0: Yeah, um, Zach Thompson went quite deep into the game. Braxton Garrett struck out 12 batters, I think, from Miami in that game as well. Um, But yeah, this this sort of dovetails nicely into some of the things we need to talk about tonight because it's an ugly-looking slate in terms of um, us being able to handicap the slate and give out odds. I think there's... There's 15 games, but I think there's maybe six or seven uh, with no lines um, due to either no confirmed uh, starting pitches or for any other reason. And I think that's got a lot to do with the upcoming break. There does seem to be a lot of little niggling injuries around, but also, uh, like you say, the teams are playing silly buggers uh, with their lineups (laughs) and their pitches, which is what people do every every season. So um, any games tonight that we can't uh, give lines or... Or picks on then we'll be we'll scared over but we will endeavour uh, to find some winners somewhere because uh, there are definitely some um, to be found just before we get into the games um, your seven pitcher fantasy roster is that tonight or was that last night that was last night. Um, I didn't I know your you, ERA was massive this morning, so did that not go very well?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, the teams actually, the uh, the players, they gave up quite a few runs, but the strikeouts were there. So yes, that's have, what I noticed. Yeah. We have that category down, but, you know, Gonsolin got rocked for the first time all year. He gave up four in like four innings in the first four there. Um, and then somebody else got rocked really bad. Oh, it was Morton. Morton got it. Hard yeah, oh, that's fair enough. The first game of the day, so.
0: I noticed one of the big fantasy players on Twitter early on was flexing screenshotting that they'd left Gonsolin on the bench um but I think that was just one of those things. there's no way if he'd gone seven scoreless that he would be yeah screenshotting that he'd, he'd left no. him on the bench. That was just a bit of a bit of a I mean, smart ass move after time so
1: i honestly, I can't really take credit for Gonsolin. like I didn't draft him. I picked him up in a trade somebody traded me heads up uh Gonsolin for Mackenzie Gore, so I took that. And ran with it, and Gonsolin's been great. So it's like, off the top of my head, I'm, I'm not gonna not start Gonsolin for that one chance that he might not have a good outing, you know what I
0: mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right, okay, let's uh see what we can find for this Friday uh, evening slate of games. The first game, there's one afternoon game actually, uh, which is a 220 Eastern first pitch between the New York Mets and the Chicago Cubs. Taiwan Walker gets the start for the Mets, and Marcus Stroman, a former Mets. Uh, is on the hill for the cubs. I've got money lines, um, but no totals. The Mets here are minus 133. Theme. sorry? That's a common theme for tonight. Yeah, we've got yeah, we've got bits missing. It's a bit of a jigsaw puzzle tonight, folks. Uh the Mets are minus one thirty three Chicago Cubs are plus one fifteen. Um Taiwan Walker is seven and two has a two sixty three Era has pitched 85 and two thirds with 68 strikeouts. Uh, Strowman is two and five with a 4.91 ERA. Uh, has pitched 51 and one third with 48 strikeouts. Um, Walker's going along really nicely. He's actually just uh, changed his agency this week. He's a free agent next year, and he's having one of those years that's a dream for a free agent. So he will be looking yeah. to make a few quid um, if he can if he can get a move or extend with the Mets. Um, he's 3-0 in his last five starts with a 191 ERA, uh, so ticks in the boxes there. He's 5-2 and two on the road as well. Um, he's been going deep into um, games as well. He's been really reliable. Um, Strowman, you look at his initial figures, that 491 ERA, um, but he gave up nine runs against St. Louis, uh, then went on the IL about a month ago. Um, but before and after that, he's kind of been... Okay, he's had one start back since the IL stint, and he went four innings against the Dodgers uh, without giving up any runs. So I think you can kind of trust um, Strowman to not get blown out the water here. I just think, however, the the Cubs' lineup is struggling. The Mets have been really quite professional, which is not something you can often accuse the Mets <laughs> of being. They've, they've been getting the job done, and this—we uh, we talked last night about this—the Brave series—they've uh, they've had a good week, and I think minus one thirty-three, for effectively. A considerably better side than the Cubs to win. Looks like a really fair price to me. Um, Noah, what do you think?
1: Yeah. um I don't know. I, I like Walker the way he's been going right now. And the Cubs, I just think they're really hard to back. They're 0-6 in the last six games. They're probably one of the worst home teams this season. I don't have the stats in front of me. They're 17-29 and on the season at home. I don't know where that ranks in the MLB, but I assume it's not very good. And then you look at the Mets, the one knock on them earlier in the season was that they had trouble playing on the road. But in their last nine games on the road, they're 6-3. and So I think with Walker going – Strowman, like you said, he could pitch well today, and I don't really see him getting blown up either. But I, I don't see the Mets losing per se.
0: Okay, so that means they're going to win, Noah. So we'll take uh, we'll double down on the Mets uh, at minus one thirty three. Next is a six four Eastern first pitch is the Philadelphia Phillies at the Miami Marlins. Kyle Gibson draws the start for the Phillies, and Sandy Alcantara gets the start for Miami. Um, Alcantara, I believe, uh, now, who got hit a little bit last night? Was it maybe Anderson, actually, uh, with the the runs that Anderson gave up? Alcantara now has the best ERA um, in the major leagues with uh, qualified pitching. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, Gonsolin, not Anderson. Um, So, yeah, Alcantara's hit the front in that race. My Cy Young uh, contender at a nice price. Uh, But, yeah, Noether will uh, take us uh, through Philly at Miami.
1: Yeah, so Philly, they're nine games back in the NL East, Miami 12. Marlins' unders are 5-2 and two in their last seven games at home. Uh, that's really the only trend that was good um, in this game. Not many in this uh, matchup here. Um, or, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, and we mentioned, there's a ton of injuries on this Marlins squad. I'm not going to rename re- the names, but I think that their all-star break has started a little bit early, and the way that they've – kind of played against the pirates shows that and even in their wins it was the pirates (laughs) so um Sandy Alcantara, he's been great all year on the bump. The dude should be nicknamed Automatic Alcantara because he's pitched at least seven innings in their last twelve in his last twelve starts. Sandy has two consecutive starts with zero runs against him in those fifteen total innings on the season. He's nine three with a one seventy three ERA, one hundred and eleven strikeouts, thirty one walks and one hundred thirty one one hundred thirty point one innings pitched. For Kyle Gibson, he's four and three with a 4.53 ERA, 75 strikeouts, 25 walks, in 91.1 innings. He's coming off of his best outing of the year. He went seven scoreless against St. Louis with only two hits. I like his momentum and good form from Gibson, and honestly, I just really dislike this Marlins lineup right now even more than his momentum that I like. So I like the under in this game, and I just cannot jump on Miami's price right now.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure I gave the odds out at the top of that one. There, The Phillies plus 130, Miami one, uh, minus one 153, total set at seven. Um, I think the Phillies are a great price. Uh, probably because I watched that Miami game, which finished half an hour ago, that I'm so I've put them immediately on the naughty Um But they were already weakened. They've been further weakened tonight. I don't think this price will hold, by the way, um, no. if you get a chance to, uh, to get on early. Philly plus 130 before... Um, more news of these injuries filters through. The only reason the prices are like the because of Alcantara. Um, but even then, Miami can't score a run. Uh, Alcantara's gonna have to go entirely complete game shutout uh, to give Miami a chance. So, um, the Phillies have been tinkering with their lineup a little bit. Uh, Bryson starts getting hot, uh, that rhymes and is also true. <laughs> um, i so I've been enjoying him. So, yeah, I think Phillies are a great price tomorrow. Um, I just can't take Miami knowing what I know and having seen what I see tonight. I think Philly at plus 130 are an excellent price. 705 first pitch between the Atlanta Braves and the Washington Nationals. Ian Anderson goes for Atlanta. Um, the Washington Nationals pitcher is officially TBD. I reckon it's Patrick Corbin. I uh, don't know if you anything different. Um, I've got no no, no, no lines uh, on this one at all with the with the absence of a pitcher. Um Anderson um, I had him in the seat a couple of weeks ago, but he can get back out the sea He's done all right his last couple of starts. He's seven and five with a four ninety eight ERA. has pitched eighty six and two thirds with seventy four strikeouts. Corbin is four and eleven with a five seventy ERA, ninety four and two thirds pitched eighty three strikeouts. um Anderson, yeah, he's had two decent home starts after having a couple of shockers on the road. Um, he is back on the road here, though, so really it's a bit of a head scratch. I don't know what you're going to get. He's 472 road ERA, 648 ERA against NL East Rivals. Um, Corbin, uh yeah, he got in trouble last time against Atlanta, pitched six innings gave up four earned runs i thought this could be an over but obviously we haven't got a number so i can't tell you what it might be over um and apart from that not an awful lot to add unfortunately um any thoughts on this um atlanta washington game noah
1: yeah i'm feeling you on the over the trends though they go the other way with atlanta's last 10 or 12 games 10 of them went under and uh washington's last seven Five of them went under. I still like the over with you there, though. And Atlanta, they're 6-0 straight up against Washington in the last six games. The run line has hit in five of them. I just like Atlanta right now. I don't think you can fade this lineup going up against a left-handed pitcher.
0: No, you're right. Atlanta take all the books. Is are 5-0 and straight up in the last five. and 5-0 straight up on the road against Washington in the last five. It's just all Atlanta. So, yeah, it's not very... Not very exciting. Hopefully, there'll be better games for us to handicap than that one. Uh, next is a 7.05 Eastern first pitch uh, between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. This was a fun series last week. Um, again, officially, uh, two TBD pitchers: um, Nick Pavetta for the Boston Red Sox and Jordan Montgomery for the New York Yankees, uh, the two men I've got going. Um, no lines at all again. Um, Noah, can you see anything different? Uh, and tell us a little bit about it.
1: Uh, no, I don't see anything different. And like you said, Jordan Montgomery is probable. And Nick Pavetta, he threw on Sunday against the Yankees. He's probable as well. Um, Pavetta, not a very great outing. outing on Sunday in that lightning fest. It was like 11-6 to 6 final score on Sunday. Montgomery, though, he only gave up two runs and I think five innings against Boston. Uh, the way this series played out last weekend, I, I would be taking more overs. I'll be looking at those prices. Um, but honestly, like, the rivalry is cool and all. Um, I just feel like the way that they scheduled these things with the whole uh, the lockout thing going on, and also they're scared of the the uh, COVID at the beginning of the season when they were making these schedules. So, like a lot of the patterns throughout the whole year, were you play this team at home, you play like one other team, and then you go back to that other team on the road the next week. We've seen a ton of those uh, instances. And I just feel like when you have all three of these games on national television, it kind of gets old. I would, I prefer Boston and the Yankees to play each other, you know, once every month, maybe twice every month, when you can make it happen. Um, six national primetime games in twelve days is a little too much for my liking.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. I fi- I find it hard, even if we're handicapping like a four-game series. If I go. If I'm there for the fourth night, because we've kind of repeated ourselves in terms of the bats or the stats or the yeah. the, the home record, whatever's going on, um, we can look at the different pitches, uh, starting pitches. Well, that's pretty much it. And we're if we're if we we're a day behind almost. We're, we're handicapping here on. Wednesday night for Friday, um, so yeah, even even getting to the end of a four game series struggle. So yeah, and when they're going back to back, you do find it, it's harder, and it seems a little bit less entertaining to, to handicap the same teams regularly.
1: It is, and it also it comes into play too when Thursday and Friday's game weren't on like Fox's game of the day and uh, ESPN's game of the day, the Yankees won it pretty easily. But the Red Sox show up when the lights are the bri- brightest in this rivalry. Uh, you look at the playoffs last year, and then you look at the primetime games on Saturday and Sunday night, and they won. So it's just really tough with this series for me to like get all ready and excited about it again when we've already kind of seen these matchups literally the last week, last weekend.
0: Yeah, from a, a, a pick's point of view for this Pivetta in Montgomery, I need a little break from Pivetta. Um, I was I was turned on to him probably about a month ago and he did okay for me, but um, I need to see uh, something again from him. So um, I won't be following Pivetta like I have been. Um, overs, again, was what I thought. Yeah. Uh, the same as yourself, Noah, but uh, without the line, we can't give you any, any concrete um, info further than that. Uh, we move on to a 707. Eastern first pitch between the Kansas City Royals and the Toronto Blue Jays. These pitchers have just gone up, or certainly the Toronto one has, in the last hour or so. Um, it is Zach Grenke for the Kansas City Royals and it's Alec Manoa for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I have, again, absolutely no lines uh, for this one at all. I can take you through the pitching matchup. Uh, Grenke is 3-5, and uh, four fifty-two. 52 we are a He's pitched 73 and two-thirds with 39 strikeouts. Manoa is nine and four, 234 ERA. Uh, 107 and two-thirds, pitched 97 strikeouts. Zach Greinke has been a little bit better uh, in his last five. He's three and two uh, with a 450 ERA. He's got a 746 ERA on the road, and he's really inconsistent. That's the thing. Um, His last five starts here are... Gone 0 6 1 1 5 in terms of earned runs. So you've got three great starts and two shockers. I mean, wh- what you're going to get, it's hard to say. I um, mean, Noah's 5 and 1 at home with a 221 ERA. Um, faced Kansas City already once this year, went six scoreless in that one. Um, I think it can only be the Toronto run line when this comes out. This is one of the boring ones. Um, Casey, four of the last five have gone over on the road. Uh, so maybe an over as well. If we, we might get some runs and maybe Kansas can chip in uh, with two or three of their own. But yeah, um, an over Um, and the Toronto run line play for me, Noah.
1: Honestly, I don't think this one's a boring one to handicap. I actually think this, this one's kind of fun. And this is almost gambling one-on-one. You look at the way that Toronto has been playing lately and it's not been good. Um, and then you look at what's happened with the Royals roster and they have 10 guys that are not vaccinated, didn't even make the trip into Canada. What that tells me is you have a bunch of these triple A kids from Omaha for Kansas City going up to Toronto and they're playing in a trial. They have a three game trial to make their name to try to make on make it onto this roster that, let's face it, uh, Perez out. With Merrifield out, they're kind of banged up as well. There's opportunities here for these kids. If not on the Rossals, Royals' roster, then maybe on this, uh, you know, um, trade deadline coming up, they might they might make their name a little bit more interesting for some of these other teams. So I think that a, a lot of hungry kids on this Royals roster going up against a a slumping Blue Jays team, they may be coming out of it though with the whole Montoya Montoya firing, but um. Honestly, I, I I like the idea of just putting a, like you called it, a pizza bet on the Royals in every game in the series. Just to, they come out with one, you make a profit of it. So, I mean, game one, they were put out at plus 300. I I cannot lay minus 330 on Toronto right now. It's just a moral thing.
0: No, you're right. I just think it's a horrible spot for, for Kansas. I'm not sure even how hard they're going to try because it, in Toronto are going to have this... Uh, new manager bounce as well. They saw it. They got a good win last night. Um, and I just think they'll want to um, use this uh, to build up a little bit of momentum. It's an ideal yeah. opportunity for Toronto. So at, I think they could. The...
1: You think they could? No, no, no. My bad. Again, the Wi-Fi kind of skipped and I didn't hear anything from you. It's not really running smoothly, but at the beginning of the podcast, uh, Johnny, he said, hi, Malcolm. So, uh, <laughs> are uh, one of our favorite listeners and over there in the blue wire. Um, but I, I will say it's just like a, a quarter of a unit, half a unit on the Royals. It's all I'll go. Cause again, the Royals, like you mentioned, they're not in a very good spot right now, but I just think it's a ton of hungry kids going up against the blue Jays here.
0: Johnny was, uh, at the game last night, but I think he's um school for old school friends with Bryson Stott or college friends with Bryson Stott. So one second he was cheering like hell when the Toronto Blue Jays were winning, but then he was getting up and cheering like hell when Bryson Stott hit a home run. So all the fans around him, he just look he just looked like the village idiot. He was just cheering anything There they, they seem. <laughs> uh, but there was there was some method in his madness. So uh, Johnny was having fun. Uh, Johnny always has fun. Um, Seven ten. Eastern first pitch is the Detroit Tigers at the Cleveland Guardians. Um, Drew Hutchison uh, draws the start for Detroit. Luckily, you get to tell me about him, uh, Noah. Zach Plezak is on the hill for Cleveland. Uh, just had these lines come through. Detroit are plus 159, Cleveland minus 188. Totally set at eight. Um, yeah, Drew Hutchison for your Detroit Tigers. What do we know about him, Noah?
1: Uh He's not a guy that I particularly like. He's kind of been up and down from the minors to the majors, and then recently we've ran out of options on him, so we've DFA'd him two or three times this year already. So it's just been a cycle of he pitches one game when we need him to, and then we DFA him. Nobody picks him up off of waivers, and then we pick him back up again, send him to AAA, <laughs> and when we need him again, because this whole starting rotation has been banged up the whole year. We lead the league in the amount of starters starting pitching starting pitchers used. Um, we bring Hutchinson back up. We use him in the spot, and then we DFA him. <laughs> it's a huge cycle, but right now he's making his second start in a row. His last start was pretty good against the Royals. Um, both of these squads, Detroit and Cleveland, they're squads that I like to take unders on. Detroit, they've hit theirs in four of their last six. Cleveland, four of their last five. The Tigers recently just sweeped the Guardians in a four-game series at home, but Cleveland... In Cleveland is fourteen and six against Detroit in their last twenty games. Hutchinson, like I've mentioned, he's one and one and four with a four hundred eight ERA, twenty two uh, strikeouts, seventeen walks, and thirty five point one innings pitched. Hutch, he kind of has a little bit of a control problem. In the last outing, he didn't give up a walk, but this is a guy that the walks have been his main uh, kryptonite. Uh, going for him this year the guardians they're a very patient team at the plate so i don't really like this matchup for him as for zach please uh for cleveland he's two and seven with a 399 era 65 strikeouts 23 walks in 90.1 innings pitched. he won his last outing against the tigers he has a 290 home ERA. i'm just going to take the guardians in this game malcolm
0: how do you feel it was tricky because everything you looked at um, apart from the trends, makes you want to take Cleveland, but the, then the trends all point to Detroit. Like you say, they're five and zero straight up um, in the last five games. They're also five and zero against the spread in those five games as well. Um, the Cleveland are under machines though. Five um, of the last six at home have been under. Um, so that's the side I'm going to take. I can't quite trust Detroit again. Their lineup seems to be um, just a little bit uh, weakened at the moment as well. Um, so I'll take Go the on. under. I ha- I had it written down at seven and a half. I'm now seeing it at eight. So I've got an extra half a run to muck about with there. So I'll take it under here. uh, And hopefully this can stay low scoring, I think. Um, The place to find all our lines uh, is at the win. uh, The title sponsor here on the MLB gambling podcast. Uh, We can still use the $50 to win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet will qualify you for up to 200 bucks in free bets. Um, if you're betting baseball as well, win bet have reduced the juice um, in MLB games, which makes it the best place to bet our sport here. Um, the fantasy football comp is still running. If you bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July the 31st, you'll be entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club which includes a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Those to choose from, download the Wynnbet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where a play-through Wynnbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I'll also tell you about Slipper before we move on the fantasy football app that I assume you use. I know I do. Um, but they've added the over or under game, uh, which is loads of fun to play. Now uh, You need to choose your players uh, in whatever sport you want. Um, choose the props and then enter your own stake and you can win anywhere from two to 20 times that stake uh, if you're right. The chat feature... Um, on there is really good fun you can copy your friend's pics. you can tail a hot hand there if you've got someone going um so download the sleeper app uh, to play the over or under game and if you use the code sleeper.com the code is sgpmlb and um, you'll get a match deposit up to 100 dollars um that is sleeper.com sgpmlb for that 100% match deposit bonus up to 100 books t's and t's apply see sleepers terms of use for details Seven ten Eastern first pitch is the Baltimore Orioles and the Tampa Bay Rays. Another ugly one, unfortunately. Two TBD uh pitches. Um, we fetched out Tyler Wells uh for Baltimore and Shane Baz uh for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um no lines at all for this one. I'll give you the uh, pitching stats and maybe a lean, but that'll be it for this one. Uh Tyler Wells is seven and four, three twenty-eight ERA, seventy-nine and two thirds with 53 strikeouts. And Shane Baz is one and two. Has an ERA of an even five. He's pitched 27 innings with 30 strikeouts. Uh, Wells is four and zero oh in his last five with a 2.08 ERA. Really good stuff from him. Uh, Three sixty four on the road, which plays as well. Um, he faced Tampa Bay twice already this year. Um, gave up um, seven earned runs in six innings pitched. So it all depends Um if you think that Baltimore and Wells are now a different proposition uh, than they were when uh, Wells faced Tampa in those two short starts. Um, and I, I think they are. I think you can trust both a hell of a lot more than you, than we could back then. Um, Shane Bass has had six starts now this season. Um, and he's been really good. Is He's... he's ERA is inflated uh, because of his last start against the Reds, uh, where he gave up seven earned runs. That pretty much accounts for all of his ERA. Um, I think both could go well here. Neither um, the lineup is particularly potent, uh, so either an under or a first five under. Um, I think both pitchers could start well here. Um, maybe uh, the, the bullpen's not as trustworthy. So I'll be looking at an under or a first five under when we see some lines on this one, Noah.
1: Yeah, for me, I think this whole Baltimore thing—it's been fun, but I think it's ran its course. They've won ten straight games, but nine of them against poor competition and the, the Rangers, the Angels, and the Cubs. Now they go over to the Rays, who are pretty hot in their own right. They're twelve and uh, they're eight and four in their last twelve, and they're six and two in their last eight at home, uh, not counting the Boston game on Thursday night. But I feel like this is a, a Rays team that is definitely going to end this win streak and I think they could do it with Shane Bears on the mound in game one.
0: Okay, so it's the Tampa Bay Rays um, for Noah. An 8.05 Eastern first pitch is the Seattle Mariners against the Texas Rangers. Robbie Ray, the lefty, is on the hill for Seattle Mariners. Texas is officially TBD. Um, I've got Dane Dunning going. Um, Again, no lines as a result of that one. Uh, Noah, do you have anything for this Seattle-Texas game?
1: Yeah. Like you said, Robbie Ray is the one that's confirmed right now. Dane Dunning, probable the Mariners themselves. They're on a 10 game win streak and they're playing Texas. I mean, this is not a very good team. Corey Seager is heating up though. He's had like five home runs in the last seven games or something like that. Um, Texas, they're four and six in the last 10. Two of those wins were against Oakland. So honestly, um, I'm still tailing Seattle here. Seattle, they've hit their over in five of the last seven games. Five of the last uh, six Texas games have hit the over, and six of the last seven games inside Globe Life have hit the over as well. So it's Mariners and probably an over for me. 100%
0: 100% agree with you exactly what I've got written down here. Um, I don't think the Seattle money line will be particularly fancy. It might be backable, it, it might be a unit and a half play. Um, Seattle. Are, I mean, they
1: opened as a dog game one against the Rangers.
0: Yeah, that was. No, I remember that. That seems like weeks ago. I think it was Tuesday. Um, Yesterday. Se- <laughs> what day is it, Thursday. Wednesday. Okay. Uh, Seattle are <laughs> 10 and 1 uh, in their last 11 road games. So there's a. A nice little uh, clue for you and the two trends that you just pointed out with Texas going over as well. So yeah, Seattle to win and over. Um, if you want to go crazy and stick him in a parlay, why not? Eight, 10 Eastern first pitch is the Oakland Athletics against the Houston Astros. Uh, left-handed pitcher, Cole Irving starts for Oakland. Houston, guess what? Officially TBD. I have uh, Jose Akidi. Um, Going for the Houston Astros. No lines again, unfortunately, people. Um, Cole Irvin is three and seven with a three thirty-two ERA. Has pitched eighty-nine and one third with fifty-eight punches. Aikety is eight and three with a four oh-eight ERA. Um eighty-eight and one third with sixty-five strikeouts. Uh, Irvin going along all right. Uh, three thirty-one ERA in his last five starts. He took on Houston last time out. And gave up two end runs and in six innings pitched. So fairly steady stuff um, from Cole. And he's not been as good on the road. Um, but that does include one blow-up start against the Yankees, which you can kind of forgive him. Um, Akide, uh going along really nicely as well, 3-0 with a 2.45 ERA in his last five starts. Um, he took on Auckland last time out as well in the same series, gave up three earned runs, over eight innings pitched in this one. I thought this could be a slow burner. Yeah, we know Auckland don't do an awful lot with the bat. In the first five under, uh, with Cole Irvin holding his own, seemed a prudent way to bet this for me.
1: Yeah, this year Houston they're 5 and 1 against Oakland and and those 5 wins the run line hit in 4 of them. So sorry for my dog going nuts in the background. <laughs> Just not a very professional pod from me so far. But um and this is also another one of those games where it's like why do you guys record it a day before? Well, it helps us uh get up there in the uh, rankings and listens and uh, allows you guys to get out some early numbers and just some sharp angles and stuff like that. So again, Astro's run line is probably going to be the play for me.
0: What's the dog called, Noah?
1: Um, So he's a Dalmatian. So his name's Oreo.
0: Okay. Fair enough. I hate dogs, just so you know, for the people. I am absolutely (laughs) – I don't trust them. I'm terrified of all dogs – I know, terrified. When that dog started barking then, I wasn't sure if that was coming from you or I was about to be attacked by something in my own house. Uh, I'm that scared. (laughs) I mean, I really, really don't like it. The way way that Dalmatians are,
1: they're protective. So it's like home property. He's going to bark at the mailman. That's basically how it is. Um, So I, I don't know who it was at the door, but yeah, that was the dog.
0: Yeah, I, I think all dogs are going to have my arm off, is what I believe. Uh, next up is an 8 Eastern first pitch between the Chicago White Sox and the Minnesota Twins. Michael Kopek draws the start for the Chicago White Sox. And what's one of my guys, Devin Smeltzer, uh, for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, the White Sox are plus 115. Minnesota are minus 135. Totally is set at 8.5. Um, and this one, uh, we'll throw across to you, Noah. Yeah, it's
1: your guy versus my guy, Michael Kopech against Devin Smeltzer. Uh, besides, besides the repeatable trends that I say almost every podcast over the last week is uh, like, what the fuck are the White Sox doing <laughs> <laughs> right now? And uh, the, uh, the books they are trying to fix the Minnesota uh, unders right now. So it's like um, the new one, though, Chicago, they're one in seven in the last eight at – Target field. So, yeah, my guy, Michael Kobeck, he's two and six with a 335 ERA, 72 strikeouts, 38 walks, and 78 innings pitched. And it's still like, when will they play well for this guy like he has good outing after good outing after good outing and it's like they don't put up runs for him he's two and six so it's like just continue to fade this embarrassment of a team that you know i backed to win the al central pretty easily and took them all the way to the world series in the preseason um it's complete opposite from me right now and the confidence of this team and uh Devin Smelter, he's four and two with a 392 ERA, 36 strikeouts, 15 walks, and 59.2 innings pitched. He has a homey array of 2.10, So he's going very well at target field. The White Sox are not going very well at target field. So Malcolm, are you with are you on Minnesota with me?
0: Yeah, my lead is Minnesota. My pick is going to be the under. Um but um the the trends are very much in Minnesota's favor. Uh five and all against the spread. Uh, against the White Sox last time. 5-0 uh, oh, um, straight up at home against the White Sox. Um, but it's the unders I like, um, mainly because I like both pitches. Um You've talked me through Kopec a few times and I trust your judgment there. And I, I like Smelter as well. I like what he's been doing. Um, I saw this at nine earlier on. It's moved to eight and a half. Um, f- Chicago White Sox have gone under five of their last six games as well. And yeah, I've watched the Twins that Brewers series quite lot. they're just they're winning close but low scoring games you're getting four ones and four twos. so uh if there's a nine around find it if not taking an eight and a half i'm perfectly happy with that uh, but it's going to be a, an under for me on that one
1: yeah i mean they are an under lineup it's just that the books yeah. are trying to fix that trend in the numbers so that's my only like reason to be hesitant on the under but i like both of these pitchers in that matchup
0: yeah, the Consig turned us onto the Twins Unders ages and ages ago uh, and we trust his judgment, even more yep. than our own. Uh, 8-15 <laughs> Eastern first pitch is the Cincinnati Reds at the St. Louis Cardinals. Hunter Green, um, is he my guy? Is he not my guy? It's hard to say. Uh, goes for the Reds and Andre Palante is the man for the St. Louis Cardinals who are a minus 172 favourite. Cincinnati plus 145. Totally a set at nine um hunter green is three and ten with a 570 era pitched 85 and one third with 107 strikeouts uh palante two and four 318 era has pitched 65 innings with 42 strikeouts uh green's on the downturn again bit of a roller coaster following hunter green but he's on the down slope at the moment the 711 era in his last five um He's got a 5.61 road ERA as well. Just struggling to trust him at the moment. Uh, still like him, uh, but I'll uh, I'll keep him on the naughty step until I see a little bit more from him. Um, Polant is also regressing. Um, came in and see, he's pitched 65 innings now and the the longer he goes, he's regressing back to what he thought he might be. Um, he's got a 5.46 ERA in his last five. And, um, Although to be honest, he gave up seven runs against Atlanta, and that's hurt those figures. So maybe not as bad. Um, the Reds have been fun this week. Uh, they've had a bit of a bit of a mad trip uh, to the yeah. New York Yankees. Um, the card series against the Dodgers has seen a lot of runs as well. I think there was back to back seven six games in there. Um, so for me, um, I'm going to take the over. This one's already moved. I, that's, again, I saw this at eight and a half. Uh, it's now moved to nine. So I've lost half the run on that one, um, but yeah, plus 100. Um, I'm going to take the over uh, in this one. Noe.
1: Yeah. Uh, I've really enjoyed this Yankee series so far. I've called it the world series on Twitter a couple of times now. Um, the look at the first game, the, the Reds were down three zero. They came back and won four to three via um what was it? A couple of walks and a single, and then uh game winning single. And then you look at it last night, and they lose on two straight pass balls. So, I mean, this game, this series has been really inter- uh, interesting and entertaining against the Yankees. Um, and you look at the Cardinals, and they've also come off of a really good game or series against the Dodgers. And it's like two very, very um, mainstream series, I guess, for both teams. Cincinnati, they're not getting this much attention normally and St. Louis, they had a huge point to prove against the Dodgers. So I actually um, kind of lean towards the under in this game, that both lineups might just be on a little bit of an off day, uh, especially with Cincinnati traveling from New York to St. Louis Uh, Cincinnati, they're five and one of their last six games, but the under is hitting five of their last seven. And for the uh, Cardinals, the under is hitting nine of their last 11 games. Uh, And of course that excludes, Uh, Last night's 7-6 Dodgers or um, the Cardinals hit the over by themselves last night that I took the under on Gonsolin and Wainwright. So um, I kind of like an under again. It just kind of seems like it's against the public with both Green and Palante on the mound. And I always am going to, uh, when when I have that thought, I'm just going to jump on that line.
0: Uh, Okay, nice one. So, yeah, opposite sides uh, for that game. 840 Eastern first pitch. The Pittsburgh Pirates against the Colorado Rockies. And Jose Quintana uh, will go for the Pirates. Herman Marquez is on the mound for the Rockies. Um, Pittsburgh are plus 130. Colorado are minus 153. Totally a set at 11. Um, Bum fight, Noah. What have you got? Yeah, um, bum fight. It's that's
1: uh, a good a good term for this one. Uh, Pittsburgh. They're six and two in their last eight, and they're traveling from Miami to Denver. And I think you have to fade road teams in Game One most of the time when they uh, play in Coors Field. And this one just screams to me that we're taking the Rockies, Colorado. They're five and one in the last six home games, and the under is hitting six of the last nine for Pittsburgh. Jose Quintana, he's getting the start today. He's two and four with a three fifty nine ERA, seventy eight strikeouts, twenty seven walks in eighty five point one innings pitched. He's coming off of a rough start, and he's worse on the road with a four fifty seven ERA than he is at home. Not to mention, he's a left-handed pitcher going up against the Rockies, who are second in the league in OPS with a 792 against left-handed pitching. For Colorado, Herban Marquez, who's 5-7 and seven with a 566 ERA, 81 strikeouts, 37 walks in, 97 innings pitched. Marquez isn't great, so if you like the over more, go ahead and take it. But I, I really like Colorado on the money line here, depending on what the price opens up as at and uh, what Malcolm has him Um but I mean the over I wouldn't argue it even at like 10 and a half because both these bullpens are rough and I could see both these guys blowing up early in the game
0: um, I didn't hear a word of that it was a Shakira video just came on the telly Noah so uh, you took <laughs> you took you took a you took a, uh, you took a back a back burner there unfortunately um, I'll crack up with my handicap though Um I've got the the opposite. I've got underwritten down here because I've just watched the Pittsburgh Pirates and they're never, ever going to score another run. Um, So Colorado have to score them all themselves. And Quintana's on the mound. I think they can. (laughs) uh, No, but Quintana's been going all right. Um, Quintana has very much earned my trust, I think, recently. Um, We've probably spent about six weeks waiting for him to get blown up. Um, And he just didn't. And then the more you watch him, uh, he's been going along really, really well. So I'm, I'm happy to give him uh, the credit where it's due there. So um yeah Pittsburgh won't score any runs and Colorado can't score eleven. So uh it's an under for me. Uh, at minus one twenty. Uh three games left uh to handicap yeah, he, he still I I, I can tell well
1: I, um, my <laughs> Wi Fi is awful. Um go ahead. I, I don't I don't even know where you were at. I don't know if you moved on to another
0: game or what. Just still uh, looking at Shakira. I mean, uh, but, yeah, I t- do you know where oh, Shakira is yeah, from? Yeah, well,
1: that was what I was going to say. That was what I was going to say is you didn't even listen to my cap because I said that Quintana he is a, a rough road ERA and he's coming off of a bad start. So <laughs> <That's>,
0: Not <laughs> that's bad. That's what I said. <laughs> right. Here's something new. What country is Shakira from? Colombia. What is Colombia's biggest export apart from Class A drugs? Soccer. I don't know. <laughs> coffee, coffee. Do you know who's experts oh. in coffee, Noah? Trade coffee, that's who. Um, I bet Shakira's on the payroll. Um, Trade coffee will send you freshly roasted beans from Colombia, if you want them, um, where 60 of the country's best craft roasters, uh, small businesses who pay farmers fair prices, um, will uh, will sort you out. If you fill in the the online questionnaire, uh answer a couple of questions, you'll get your own personalised variety of coffee uh, delivered fresh to you as often as you like, whether you're a coffee snob or you just know what you like. uh, They will taste test over 450 roasts so they know exactly what to recommend for you. Trade will deliver a bag of freshly roasted coffee um, as whole beans or ground for however you take it. Trade have delivered over five million bags of fresh coffee, uh, more than 750,000 positive reviews and Shakira drives the van it, um, drops the coffee off at your house as well, which is a nice touch. Uh, Trade offering new subscribers a total of thirty dollars off the first order plus free shipment uh, when you go to drinktrade.com/sgp. Um, get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com/sgp and let Trade find you a coffee you love. That's drinktrade.com/sgp for thirty dollars off. Uh, We have three games left, as I previously mentioned. Uh, The first of which is the 9.38 first pitch between the LA Dodgers and the LA Angels. It's El Trafico, this one. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, uh, the lefty, goes for the LA Dodgers. And Patrick Sandoval, another lefty, goes for the LA Angels. Um, Kershaw was, just as we were going live here about 45 minutes ago, Kershaw was confirmed as the pitcher. So there are no lines up uh, yet on this one. But I can take you through the pitches. Kershaw, 6-2, two. 240 ERA has pitched 63 and two-thirds with 69 strikeouts. Uh, Patrick Sandoval is 3-4 and four with a 295 ERA. And I haven't written down his innings and strikeouts, so I can't tell you those. Uh, Kershaw's stats um, are great. Um, he's got a six earned run start in Colorado in that little sample size as well. And his, early, um, his ERA is still down at 240. So that tells you how well he's been going. And um, Sandoval, three in, uh, 3.18 in his last five. Um, similar to Kershaw, he's got one bad start, actually, which blowed his numbers a little bit. Um So again, the Unders were uh, drawn me in a little bit. The Angels eventually managed to score a few runs last night. But again, it's, it's people like... Like Joe Adele, who came up last night and, and um was putting back to ball, but I just don't trust him to be able to do it uh, longer term. I think Trout's sitting um, for another few nights as well. Um, he's yeah, he's day like to day,
1: but, so I, I yeah, he's he's kind of um, kind of resting, trying to start for that All Star game. We'll see. Yeah, which is crazy. As which, a opener, Kers- Kershaw starting this game? He's probably out. That would put him only on four days rest for the game.
0: Um. So yeah, I, th- I trusted both pitchers here, and say, say slightly weak in lineups or just a poor lineup for the Angels. So, um, I pref- i did prefer the first five under to a full game under though. Um, just for these two pitchers who have been going okay. Uh, so that will be my play. Did you have anything on this one?
1: No, I don't actually have too much on this one. I, I, I think that Kershaw's probably if you're looking for strikeout props, he's probably the number one play on the board today.
0: Okay. Next nice one. Next up. Penultimate game 9.40 Eastern. First pitch. The Arizona Diamondbacks and the San Diego Padres. Mad Bum, the lefty, Madison Bumgarner, goes for the D-backs. And you Darvish is on the hill for the Padres. So our minus 185 favourite Arizona plus 156 total set at seven and a half. Um, and I'll throw this across to you, uh, Noah. Um, Diamondbacks at the Padres.
1: I like your term "naughty step," so I'm going to keep using it because <laughs> San Diego—they're my newest naughty step team. Um, I, I just—I don't know where we're at with the Padres right now. They're—they're uh, they're six and uh, eleven in their last seventeen games, or something like that. And um, but. The Diamondbacks, they're seven and two against them this year. The Padres are uh, plus in three games that Madison Bumgarner has pitched against San Diego. He's zero two with an ERA of four sixty. Yu uh, Darvish, he's started against the Diamondbacks twice this year, only giving up one total run in thirteen innings to them. So, I really, am kind of in the middle of this game, Malcolm. Uh, everything is pointing to me to take the uh, the Padres. But, I mean, at that price, I really don't want to at minus 185. And run line, to me, doesn't really seem too enticing. My gut's telling me to take Arizona. What do I do?
0: I've got the Padres run line written down, but with no confidence at all. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it was just a bit of a gut play, really. Um, and yeah, I can't really talk you into one one thing or the other. I think I just trust Darvish. Darvish has been... Uh, quietly going along about his business um, far better than he than he had been earlier in the season so uh, I like Derby He's not sure about Bumgarner but the Padres are a difficult team to handicap at the moment so yeah with the, it was really a lack of alternatives that led me to go to the to the Padres run line here but I can't help you out no unfortunately I can't get you out of that jam uh, maybe maybe that's a no bet uh, which is not on brand uh, for the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network Um but if we can't find one, we can't find one. Uh, we'll find one here for you. The last game is the Milwaukee Brewers at the San Francisco Giants. A 10-15 Eastern first pitch where Brandon Woodruff goes for the Brewers and Alex Wood, the lefty, goes for the San Francisco Giants. The Brewers are minus one fifteen. Um San Francisco Giants are a slight home puppy at one or 1-0-3. Totally a set at seven. Uh, Woodruff, seven, or th- seven and three. Four zero one ERA, sixty and two thirds pitched with eighty strikeouts. Um, Alex Wood is six and seven with a four forty three ERA He's pitched eighty five and one thirds with eighty three strikeouts. Um, Woodruff going along really nice three and one um, in his last five with a two thirty three ERA. He has got a five sixty three road ERA, uh, which I was quite surprised at. Um, Wood is. Uh, 5.25 in his last five starts, Um, but he did give up six earned runs uh, in one inning at Atlanta, Uh, and his last two starts haven't been too bad. Um, I think if you take Wood's recent form, uh, those last two starts, um, and couple that with Woodruff's road form, um, plus the fact I think I've made it pretty plain in the last week or so that I've been out on the Brewers' lineup, Um, all of that points to the Giants for me. Um, The Giants at home, Um, I think can do job uh, and get this win against the uh, Brewers. What do you think, Noah?
1: Yeah, Alex Wood's been a guy that I've like been interested in streaming. Just not sure like when and um, when is the best time to start him, I should say, (laughs) because I think he's still sitting on my roster just on the bench. And this is probably the the day that he goes for me. Um, Just looking at the Brewers, they're a huge under team, and so are the Giants. Um, I have I have those trends in front of me. Where are they at? Uh, unders hitting five of the last six for the Brewers, and four of the last six for the Giants. They're two teams that I love taking unders on, and uh, I think that if Wood goes all right, he's a big question mark for me. Is like every other game, it seems like he uh kind of gets pulled before like the 5th or 6th inning with like four runs on him but um if he goes all right I kind of like the under in this game and Milwaukee they haven't had the best stretch of games lately they're 2 and 5 with a win against Pittsburgh and they split that series against Minnesota but Pittsburgh beat them in a two games uh in a three game series two games and they also lost two games to the cubs so it's like not a very good team that I want to back right now they're not rolling right
0: um had a nice little first five over just cashing the Padres at Rockies game. That'll make up for Pittsburgh letting me down earlier on. Um nice. we took we faded we took we, we faded Blake Snell. Um and it was Kyle yeah. Freeland, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, how many walks fat. did he
1: have today?
0: Um I'm oh, not sure. <laughs> it was uh right. the seven five Rockies, but the score was five five uh through five inning. So uh perfectly happy with that. Um Lock and dogs to come in two secs. Once I've told you about IP Vanish uh, VPN, uh, which will help keep your private data away from hackers, advertisers, and other prying eyes. Uh, IP Vanish VPN uh, we use here at SGPN to encrypt 100% of our data, Um, things like Private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, etc. That'll hide your physical location. You can use it on unlimited devices, even your Fire Stick when you're streaming. IP vanish are offering uh, 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Really good offer. Uh, it's dead easy to use. One tap of a button and you're covered. Um, take your privacy back today. The brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use the promo code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. How many walks did Blake Snell issue? Six. Yay. Six. <laughs> uh, that was There was a lot of uh, Discord chat um, about Blake Snell and his walks. That's Even base. Baseball Sean was getting involved before. He must be at a loose end uh, with things to do because uh, we don't see very many sightings of uh, baseball, Sean, but he was in the Discord channel earlier on. He um, The Slack chat has all moved across the Discord, uh, so get across there uh, where there's lots of uh, fun chat and sharp chat and just generally silly chat as well. It's a great place to be. Um, okay, Lock and Dog Noah. Uh, come on, let's get some winners. Go and
1: hit me. Uh, we're going with the Twins money line against the White Sox here. I like Kopech, but I'm not going to back the White Sox in target field where they've lost seven of the last eight. Um, really like you've talked me into Smeltzer or Sneltzer. I mean, and um, I, I, I hate doing it, but I'm just fading my (laughs) AL championship team. Um, Minus 135 on the Twins. And for my dog, I'm going with Philadelphia plus 130. Get this thing now before the price rises because it's not going to be here in the morning with the Marlins. They have a ton of injuries right now. Sandy Alcantara is on the mound, but I feel like this is a nice 3-2, 3-1 ball game that the Phillies can win.
0: Okay. uh, My luck will be the over... Uh, nine runs in the Cincinnati at St. Louis game Hunter Green against Andre Pallante uh, both of these pitchers giving up runs for fun at the moment um, and St. For, fun. for fun yeah yeah, they're actively enjoying it uh, St. Louis have scored quite a lot as well um, and like I say Cincinnati have had a funky week uh, so they can contribute a little bit to this as well um, it's going to be double dog double dog time here um, I have got Philadelphia at plus 130 as well and um, not many other places I could have gone to for my dog, but I love this. Absolutely love it. I don't think this 130 will be around tomorrow. Uh, this time, 24 hours from now, uh, this will be nearer picking, I reckon. Um, so, yeah, take the plus 130 on the Phillies. And uh, that is it. We've done it. We've uh, handicapped 15 games. We made as many picks as we could. It was a bit of a minefield tonight, uh, but we got there in the end. So, uh, anything else, Noah, before we let the people crack on? um
1: just that uh you know um i i'm going to a like kind of like an independent minor league baseball stadium this weekend with a couple of buddies to celebrate my birthday if a nice. video gets up on the twitter you know i threw out the first pitch if a video oh, okay. does not get up on the on the twitter you know i didn't throw out the first pitch i'm just gonna say that because uh the team that i grew up uh playing for uh we have like really nice connection with this really nice uh independent minor league stadium uh like 10 minutes from the house so we got a nice suite for uh, a good group of friends and you know what when you turn 21 sometimes they let you do it so I'm just going to say I've never done it before but I, I am a pitcher so hopefully it's a strike and hopefully we can get posted if not I didn't throw it out <laughs> are you
0: going to s- stand at the front of the mound Noah or are you going to go no, up on the bump like, going, like the big boys I'm
1: throwing the rubber I'm throwing the, <laughs> the rubber I actually have a couple of buddies out there that play for these teams too so th- yeah. if I don't go to the rubber they're going to bl- they're going to blast me
0: <laughs> I'd have to stand at the front of the mound I tried uh, it's too oh. far sorry. We Come need to on. knock it. We need to knock it ten feet closer. I can just about get one over the plate. Um, right. Okay. Thanks everyone for I, listening. I have to, you. to ask you. Um, yes. Before we end up. So what's going on? Do you guys not water
1: the grass over there in the Gulf? Oh, in the Gulf? Anywhere? Yeah. Do you not water? Well, do you not? I'll be honest. Not it's, a ne- water
0: grass? it's never sunny in the northeast. It's never. Sandridge oh. is about a hundred miles north of me. Um, so it's it's relatively close, and it's. It's, always, it's just cold and wet the whole time, but the the sun's just baked the place for the last probably two weeks. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's good fun golf, though. It's it's a little bit different, isn't it? What you don't appreciate, you Americans, is that this, there's a little bit of nuance here. There's a little bit of something different. It's not just a big green parkland where you can bomb and gouge your way around. You've got to think about it, man.
1: Yeah, dude. I, so Mike Tarico on NBC, he's calling it golden brown. And I'm like, oh, that just kind of
0: looks burned out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Scotty Scheffler said some of the fairways are faster than the greens, <laughs> which yes. is quite rubber. <laughs> you don't get
1: that very often. You, I mean, uh, how how far did the Tiger hit a drive today? It was like 347. He's not doing that in America right now. Yeah,
0: no there's, no uh, there was a couple of 400 plus drives. He just never, ever stopped. Um, so, yeah, if, it, uh, if the weather doesn't change by Sunday, mate, it's going to be absolute chaos out there uh, trying to put you around there. So Shout uh, out to
1: LG in the YouTube comments. I haven't been able to get to him on the shorts. He's been commenting on a, on a couple of them, trying to get alt lines on these guys that I give out for the strikeout props. And I don't get notifications on the comments because I'm not, like, head of the account. So I apologize for not commenting those on the videos. But I, do, I try to do very well on, like, Twitter and uh, other stuff stuff it's just i don't check the youtube comments all the time um but yes i'm hoping to hit the parlay as well
0: excellent yeah nice of uh nice of uh lg to be in the comments i hope we enjoyed the show um hope everyone enjoyed the show we'll be back over the weekend with more mlb plays Uh, thanks everyone for listening until then we will see you down the road cheers